Welcome to the Michigan Man Podcast on Wolverine Sports Radio, a member of the V-Sporto Network and in partnership with SB Nation's Maze and Brew for Wolverine fans from coast to coast. Go Blue and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Mike Fitzpatrick. I'm on vacation this week, so we are going to keep it a bit short. In just a moment, we'll be joined by beat writer Aaron McMahon from MLive to discuss the Peach Bowl and much more. First, a few news and notes to get us rolling. Yes, even though I'm on vacation, the show is rolling on. Uh, the news never stops. Urban Meyer is out at Ohio State. Ryan Day is the new head man. What if anything changes in Columbus? Only time will tell. It's fairly quiet on the Michigan football front. In the coming weeks, we'll begin previewing the game with Florida. But right now, I think most of us are still trying to figure out what happened in that Ohio State game. My guest today thinks that what happened was a great game plan and Dwayne Haskins. Aaron McMahon is up next here on The Michigan Man on Wolverine Sports Radio, a member of the V-Sporto Network and in partnership with SB Nation's Maze and Brew. on our game day segment this week to talk about a lot of things. Uh, even though uh, the season is over, it's very, very busy on the football front. Aaron McMahon from MLive. Great to have you back with us, Aaron. Good to be back as always, Lonnie. Well, as we began uh, to uh, prepare for taping this morning, it's uh, it's Tuesday morning, and we all know the news is breaking that Urban Meyer is stepping down at Ohio State. The press conference was going is going to be Tuesday afternoon. Big news, maybe not unexpected, though, Aaron. No, it's, it sounds like Urban Meyer is, is stepping down as, as Ohio State coach and, and retiring. And you know, it's like we were talking about off, you know, off camera before we started taping. But it's, you know, it's obviously been speculated now for a little bit. Uh, you know, Urban's obviously been dealing with health issues and you know, everything else, and he had those issues at the beginning of the season, off the field stuff. So it's you know, it's sounds like it wasn't necessarily a, a shock to everyone um, but it, you know it is it is important you know he's been a mainstay there at Ohio State for a long time now he's won a lot of games I think 82 and nine he'll finish at Ohio State uh, he's obviously you know won several big Ten titles uh, dominated Michigan uh, so I think it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see you know it sounds like Ryan day the offensive coordinator is going to be the um, the next head coach, you know, where that goes from here remains to be seen. You know, obviously, Urban has done a very good job recruiting there. Um, he's, he's beat Michigan most years, uh, so it's you know, it, I think this this could be a potential game changer for Michigan to some degree. You know, folks have been joking now for the last week or so that maybe the only way Michigan beats Ohio State is if Urban Meyer retires. So, you know, where this goes remains to be seen. Um, obviously, Ohio State has a lot of momentum right now. Uh, so it's going to be up to Ryan Day to kind of continue to steer the ship. Well, we shall see. As we uh, said, we're taping a Tuesday morning, and that story is breaking, so there will be much more on that in the coming weeks and months. But on the Michigan football front, uh, of course, we found out on Sunday it's off to the Peach Bowl, and I guess to say the fan base isn't too pumped up about the Peach Bowl is an understatement, isn't it, Aaron? Yeah, and it doesn't sound like the, the, the players are too excited about it either. Um, but, you know, it's a, it's a New Year's Six Bowl game. You know, it's the second now under Jim Harbaugh since, you know, the college football era is kind of, college football playoff era has kind of began. Um, you know, it, it is a big game. That, that's the thing I think folks need to realize. Um, this, you know, Michigan obviously didn't win a Big Ten title, didn't get into the Big Ten title game, so they didn't get a berth in the college football playoff. 
Uh, so they've got to settle for one of these games, and they end up at the Peach Bowl. It really came down to the Peach Bowl and, and the Fiesta Bowl. Those are the two um, near six bowl games with at-large bids available. Um, uh, by default, Central Florida, the American Conference champion, had to go to the Fiesta Bowl. So that kind of limited the you know three spots available. Uh, and it was and it was down in, in the Peach Bowl. Ended up taking Michigan. They're obviously going to play Florida on December 29th. It's a uh, noon game on a Saturday on ESPN. Um, so you know you're not going to get all the glitz and glamour of the New Year's Day game. It's not obviously a playoff game, uh, but it's an important game nonetheless. You know we spoke to the players this week. Um, you know they've won 10 games. This will be an opportunity for the first you know 11 win season in Michigan in Michigan football program since since 2011. It'll be the first time under Jim Harbaugh. I went back and looked. Michigan's only had um, 11 win seasons nine times in program history. So this would be, you know, mon- monumental in that in that regard. Um, it's certainly not what everyone wanted. They, you know, you wanted a Big Ten title. You wanted to get in the playoff. Um, but you know, it is a big game, and I think that's the, something that folks need need to realize. Part of the uh, malaise, so to speak, about the Peach Bowl is it's against Florida, and it does mm-hmm. seem like we just played them, and we did uh, last year. But last year was last year. This year, this is a pretty good football team, isn't it, Aaron? Yeah, they're they're nine and three. Obviously, first year under under head coach Dan Mullen. Uh, it, it's a very similar team to Michigan in some regard. And I was going through statistics, you know, after the game was kind of announced on Sunday, and. They're very similar teams statistically. I mean, Florida's got a you know a, an improved offense. Uh, their defense is, especially the rush defense, is very good. Um, so you know, I think this could be a very it's going to be a, it's going to be a challenge for Michigan. You know, it's, it's an SEC opponent. You know, they haven't they haven't played an SEC team all season long. Um, this will be an opportunity to kind of for them for them to redeem themselves in some regard. Obviously, they're two you know most important games. You know, biggest opponents this year, Notre Dame and Ohio State. They lost to. Um, so I think if they can come out in this game and, and, and play competitively and you know even win the game, I think it'll kind of sour, you know um, dampen some of the, the sour taste that were in the you know in the fans' mouths, the players' mouths after that loss to Ohio State a few weeks ago. Well, as far as uh, the Peach Bowl goes, we learned uh, Rashawn Gary is uh, going to sit out. Did that surprise you at all? Not really. You know, this is something Rashawn's been, and that's the thing folks need to realize. Rashawn's been injured all season long. You know, he got hurt right before the season began. He played through it for the first handful of games of the year he decided to come back because I, I know you know a big 10 championship and a and a birth in the playoff was a big deal to him and his teammates uh and they didn't get there so you know for him i don't blame him you know he's a potential first round draft pick in the nfl draft in april uh he's got a lot of bunny riding on that he's got a, you know his whole career to look forward to so i no, i don't blame him it's becoming you know a thing in college football now where some of the you know the first and second round picks decide to sit out, and I, I, I just I can't blame them. You know, in in a way, you know, I, I spoke how important this game is, um, but you know, at the end, it, it's not going to mean a whole lot either. You know, it is another win. It looks good on the resume for the program, and everything else. Uh, but you know, after we saw what happened to Jake Bud a few years ago, um, and players that are rightfully you know worried, they they're worried about getting injured or you know, having something serious happen to them to dampen their potential. You know NFL careers. I you know I can't blame him. We spoke to his teammates, uh, handful of his teammates on Monday. Uh, they they don't blame him either. Um, and so I, I I'd assume if you know if many folks are in his position, they they would probably do the same thing. Do you think we're going to see any other players opt out? You know it doesn't it doesn't sound like it right now. You know Devin Bush should be the, the next choice here because he's also a potential first round pick. Uh, he was asked about it uh, last week on the Big Ten Network after he was named. Uh, the Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year, and it sounded like he, he plans on playing. Uh, so it doesn't sound like it. You know, there are a couple other guys that could potentially go to the NFL. Obviously, LeBert Hill, David Long, 
Um, but you know, those guys have, have played almost every game they've they've suited up for at Michigan. So right now it doesn't sound like it. Um, but that doesn't mean it won't happen either. You know, so guys have their own individual choices to make. They're getting their own kind of guidance from, you know, their families and, and potential agents and, and everything else. Obviously, they're speaking to the coaching staff too. So it doesn't sound like it right now. Um, but keep an eye on it. We've got a few weeks now to to, to find out. Yeah, we'll have plenty of time to uh, talk about that and preview the Peach Bowl in the coming weeks. Uh, until then, though, Aaron, there are other things to talk about, like Jim McElwain uh, leaving to take over at CMU. I know you covered that presser. I wish he was staying. He's done a great job in just the one year he was uh, here in Ann Arbor. But that, that's a great hire for CMU, isn't it? I think it is. You know, Central Michigan, they're, they're coming off their worst season in program history. Um, after, you know, eight and five year, they went to three straight bowl appearances. And, and, you know, folks who aren't familiar with the CMU program historically, that they've always been near the top of the Mid-American Conference. You know, they had some very good teams and in the late late 2000s, early 2010s, you know, they had that that magical team with Daniel Fever and Antonio Brown. A couple of NFL Nick Ballore was on that team. A lot of NFL guys were on that team. Uh, so they're looking for a fresh face. And, and McElwain, obviously, you know, as we as Michigan fans know, they ha- he has the head coaching pedigree. Uh, he's won plenty of games before. Um, he's shown a an ability to develop talent, as we saw this year with the wide receiving group. And I think that was one maybe he maybe had one more underrated. Uh, jobs this year, you know, people forget that Michigan receivers didn't really have a dedicated receivers coach last year. They, they brought McElwain, Jim Harbaugh brought McElwain on this year's under one year deal to kind of coach up some of the young guys, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Nico Collins. Uh, not only did those two put together, you know, fa- I thought fabulous seasons, but he was able to, you know, develop some of the younger guys. Ronnie Bell came in, came in, I thought played very well this year. Um, Oliver Martin, the redshirt freshman, came in and contributed. Um, so between him and, and some of the, the graduate assistants, Ray Roundtree was on there, um, Ben McDaniels, who will end up being the wide receivers coach for the bowl game, all three were kind of involved in development of these guys, and I thought did a very good job. And I don't think anyone's surprised that McElwain is leaving to go anywhere, but it was you did see the progress uh, that he made as a receivers coach. Another name, though, uh, I should say stories I was seeing over the weekend were Pep Hamilton's name was popping up uh, in, in regards to the uh, Maryland opening. I don't know if uh, any other rumors are out there, but do you think there's any substance to the fact that Pep might be going somewhere? Yeah, you know, I do. You know, his name has come up before. He was a uh, his name came up a couple times last year. I can remember Mississippi State specifically for the job. You know, he's he's, he's obviously got at a he too has a long you know coaching pedigree. Um, you know, he is the assistant head coach of Jim Harbaugh, and he's basically in charge of the offense to some degree and the play calling and, and everything else. So I would understand why a program would would want to look at him, give him a look. Um, you know, he's, he has you know you know a lot of lot of history and past with you know developing quarterbacks and working with quarterbacks. So for an offensive minded program that wants someone, someone to come in and you know take take control of an offense, I, I could totally see why he'd come, be up there. Um, no update yet with regards to Maryland. I think he was one of three finalists that was was going to be interviewed over the weekend. Uh, haven't heard anything yet in terms of an update. Um, but you know, given his past and his, his coaching history, and he's got obviously got Jim Harbaugh vouching for him. Uh, don't be surprised if his name comes up elsewhere for other jobs here here during the uh, the offseason. Michigan lost a few verbals since the Ohio State game. I don't think anyone is shocked by that. But have you heard anything about losing any other commits before? Uh, the early signing period, Aaron? Nothing yet. You know, it, it, it's always weird this time of the year because you've got guys kind of making last-minute decisions. Like you mentioned, the early signing period is coming up. Uh, it's, I believe, December 19th to 21st. Mm-hmm. So kids will have three days to, to get, you know, if they want to, you know, ink, you know, sign their, um, 
you know, their, their agreements go to school. They, they, they can. And I think I can remember last year, I want to see about half of the commitments did. Um, so I would expect a similar number this year. Um, but no, kids are still making the last minute decisions. I think some did see that Michigan Ohio State game and the way Michigan lost and may have turned them off. But it didn't sound like I don't think they're getting any more um, decommits at this point. There were obviously you know, Eric Gray's name had, had come up. He was one of those decommits uh, last week. Um, so you heard rumors. Uh, it's, you know, I think the guys that did, or the guys that were thinking about it, did. Um, so I, I don't suspect any other guys will. But you know, you never know. It's it's the recruiting game is always interesting because you've always got team, multiple teams, you know, chasing kids you know, all at all times of the year, uh, whether they're committed or not. And, uh, you know, at the end, you got to remember, we're dealing with high school kids. Their, mm-hmm. their minds change all the time. Uh, the reasons for committing to schools change all the time. Uh, so it's a, it's a funny game. Uh, just a minute or so ago, we talked about the fact that uh, Rashawn is leaving and why, and, you know, possibly Devin Bush, maybe some others on the defensive side. Ben Bredesen uh, had mentioned uh, late last week or over the weekend he is leaning towards staying, so that would be great. The other player that folks talk about a lot, Michigan fans, is Shea Patterson. He, of course, still has that decision to make. Do you think he's ready for the NFL, Aaron? That's that's a good question. I asked Pep Hamilton that, uh, gosh, a couple of weeks ago. Last time we spoke to him, and he didn't really give an answer. Um, that's it's such a good question because coming into the year, I think many folks are under the assumption that he was going to be a one-and-done guy. He's going to play one year and then, then go. Um, but his name hasn't come up a ton with, when it comes to NFL draft talk. Mel Kuyper Jr., ESPN's noted NFL draft expert, released his big board a few weeks back. Uh, obviously, his first-round projections, he had Rashawn Gary and, and Devin Bush in the first round, and, but he also made a point of listing the top 10 guys at every position available, and he did the quarterback, and Shea Patterson's name was not on there. So that tells me at this point, I, I think Shea Patterson could be drafted, but he would probably be a day two or maybe even the day three pick. Uh, and if you're Shea, you've got a way, you know, do you want to go mid to late in the NFL draft and, you know, take your chances there or come back for another year and hopefully it improves your draft stock. Uh, the one thing that I think that would help Shea this year is it, folks seem to think that this is going to be a, that the quarterback um, class is weak this year. So maybe it would help him in that regard. Um, but, you know, all signs point, to, I think him coming back, we, we spoke to a few players on Monday uh, they're under the assumption that most of the players in offense are coming back. So I think, and I think they include that they included Shea in that. Um, now we haven't spoken to Shea since the Ohio State game, and I can remember asking him uh, mid, I'd say mid November. Uh, he was asked about, you know, if he said he hadn't really thought mm-hmm. about it. So we'll see. You know, it, it's I, I, I do think he's NFL ready if he go if he wanted to. I don't know if he would stick right away with with a team. He, you know, it, it would take him some time. The thing with him is he's, he's short. He's he's you know he's not a bigger dude, um, but he is smart and he's got he's got the fundamentals down. I think he could benefit probably for one more year. No, I agree with that too. As you mentioned, uh, Mel Kiper has uh, Devin Bush as a first round uh, pick, and he has not made a decision yet. But I would think he's a goner. I do too. Yeah, he's you know I think his, his stock has peaked. He had a very good year. He was named Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year. His stats are good again. Uh, he, he, you know, opposing coaches are raved about him all season long. His speed and his, and his hitting ability. And this, so I, I think this is the time for him to go. And I think I think Michigan is planning for him for him to depart as well. Well, Aaron, since the Ohio State game, you know, fans and critics and experts all over uh, the country in college football have weighed in on 
what has to change if Michigan is going to make that next step from being a very good team to an elite team, a team that contends in the Big Ten, a team that contends for the college football playoffs. On offense, Aaron, what do you think needs to change to make that happen? I think they're going to take an, have to take another step of all in the offense. I think they, they made strides this year. You know, we've talked about this all season, you know, going into this year about the, the changes that need to happen. I think you, you saw them to some degree. You know, Harbaugh and, and the coaching staff have diversified a little bit um, with the offensive playbook, and I think you can credit Shea Patterson with that a lot. You know, his ability to scramble outside the pocket and kind of just, you know, advance plays. It, it was something we didn't see out of the quarterback position last year. Um, him returning, I think, would, would go a, a long way with that. Um, but, you know, the Ohio State game was kind of mine. You know, was, I, I scratched my head because you, you saw them almost revert back to what they did week one against Notre Dame or even last season. And there wasn't a whole lot of diversity there. It seemed like they were trying to pound the football on first and second down again. Uh, didn't take a ton of shots down the field. Um, they've, I think they've got to take another step with, with the playbook offensively. You know, folks, defenses, I think we're picking up on that. You saw at Ohio State, they were able to shut down the run game. Um, you know, and I don't know if that if, if that means bringing in another offensive mind for Jim Harbaugh to kind of take over the offense, because you know he the thing with Harbaugh is he he wants to control the offense, he wants to have a say in it. So I think it's going to be hard for him to give up you know control in that regard. Uh, but I think he needs to bring in someone that's going to kind of you know challenge his thinking a little bit. You know, obviously college football has changed, uh, Michigan has changed a little bit, but I think it needs to change more. Um, otherwise, you know, it's it's going to be a struggle for them. You know, in big games against against high quality opponents, you saw it this mm-hmm. year against against Notre Dame. You saw this against Ohio State. You know, and, and they may continue if they, if they don't change further change on offense. Well, as good as the defense was, there are some that feel it needs to be better, and I'm not sure mm-hmm. what people expect Don Brown to do. But do you think any changes need to be made with the D as far as philosophy and schematics are concerned, Aaron? I think there's some room for improvement there. You know, it, it, the thing is, Michigan's defense has been so good for the last couple of years, statistically, and, and you know, the eye test and everything else. Um, but the one knock against them is is showing up for those those big games and those high powered offenses. You saw them last year struggle against Penn State, uh, and again this year against Ohio State, they gave up a lot of big plays, and and you know, the opposing offenses found a way to to beat them, and Michigan really had no answer for it. Now, if that means maybe reverting a little bit more to zone, a zone kind of base defense, I, I don't know. Sounds is is sounded in the past very steadfast. He's he's a heavy man press guy. That's kind of what he knows, and that's kind of how he recruits. Um, so I don't know if that means a change of philosophy for him. Uh, you know, bring again maybe Michigan bring in another guy in defense to help, or maybe analyze it a little bit more or something. You know, I don't know. Uh, we haven't spoken to Don Brown since the Austin game. I'm, I'm curious to see what his response is. That game, because I can remember, you know, speaking to him earlier in the year and him, you know, still thinking about that that, that Penn State loss last mm-hmm. year. So I, I suspect this Ohio State game is going to sink with him for a long time. Maybe it makes him step back and, and and rethink of the way he approaches some of these bigger games. I don't know, um, but you know, it, I think something something is going to need to change. You know, if Michigan wants to take that next step and, and be a Big Ten champion and compete for, for a national title, you know, it's. It's one thing to get away with, you know, playing a heavy man press, you know, coverage scheme against maybe lesser talented Big Ten teams and, and non-conference opponents. Uh, but you've got to be able to adapt to some of the more high-powered offenses you play. And you know, we've seen now twice in two years now where they've they've been gashed by by a very good offense.
Well, the dust has not settled yet on the uh, the current season. We, of course, have the Peach Bowl to play, and we I think we need some more time to gain perspective on the season uh, that has just ended so that we can answer this question. Uh, do you think Michigan is really that far away from being an elite program again? I don't think so. You know, And you saw um, you know, signs of that this year. I thought they were a very good team. Were they great? No. Um, and the same, it was the same thing two years ago in 2016. I thought they were a very good team. And I think you... You saw that after the fact with the number of the guys that went to the NFL. They had a lot of talent on this team. I think you're in a, in a year or two now. You're going to look back at this year and, and say something similar. They have a lot of talent on this team. They've they've still done a very good job of recruiting. Um, it's just winning that that big game and getting them kind of over the hump. Uh, and I think really it's Ohio State. That's been the, the kind of a thorn in Michigan side for a long time now. They've been a thorn in Jim Harbaugh's side for a long time. Because if you if you go back and think about it, they beat Ohio State this year. Again, the Big Ten title game and probably get in the playoff. It was it would have been a similar thing in 2016 as well. Uh, so it's it come it it really comes down to that one game at the end of the year. Michigan shown they could run the ball in the Big Ten this year. They beat some of the better teams. Um, you know, I, I think they 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 played with with Notre Dame week one. Uh, so they were, I think they were right there. But you know that that Ohio State game came back to, to bite them. They didn't play very well. Uh, you saw a difference. You know, in in the state in the state of the programs. Um, if they can beat Ohio State, I think that's that's the difference right now between Michigan getting over the hump and staying uh, a, a good team. Well, I've had a few weeks to think about that Ohio State game, Aaron, and you know, as hard as it is for me, I think Michigan fans to admit Dwayne Haskins is a great player, and yes, they have an abundance of speed at wide receiver positions, but to me, he was the reason Michigan got torched. He is that good, isn't he, Aaron? Oh yes, you know I was impressed with him. We, I, you know, I was going over the numbers going in the game. I'd watched a little tape of him, obviously, and you see him against, you know, some of the other Big Ten teams. But to see him do it against Michigan's defense, the number one ranked defense in the country, number one ranked passing defense in the country, you know, I, I think speaks to his his talent, his ability. You know, he's he's you know, not only does it with his arm, but he's able to do it with his legs, and he's he's able to create things. And he's, I think, the kind type of quarterback. And you know, I think Jim Harbaugh wished he wished he had. You know, he's. He's that type of athlete. Uh, he's, a, he's a Heisman Trophy finalist. Uh, he gets other guys involved. It's that, that that Ohio State offense was impressive to watch, and obviously he's kind of the engine that made it run. And kudos to, to Urban Meyer and, and that staff there for recruiting him and developing him so quickly. People forget he's, he's still a young guy. I mean, he's, he's going to be very good. Uh, so keep an eye on him and. And uh, but yeah, he was he was a difference maker on, on Saturday. Well, we might not see him next year. I know at the uh, Urban Meyer announcement, uh, there was speculation this morning before we started taping that he might be gone too. So that might be something else that uh, helps Michigan out next year. Definitely, definitely. They need this point. Michigan need all the help they can get. Yeah. Well, final thought, Aaron. Uh, in August, most of us had this Michigan team at ten and two or or nine and three. So in that sense. They met expectations, and of course, expectations changed during the season, but we still have the bowl game. Was this season a success, or because of the way it ended, a setback for Jim Harbaugh and his program? You know, I'm glad you brought that up, because I've, I've reminded people, you know, the last week or so of that, and you're, you're absolutely right. I Coming into this year, I had Michigan winning nine games. I think some folks, you know, um, uh, you know, best case scenario had them winning ten games, so I, I think they're right there. But you're right, as a, that's a, that's a thing with seasons. You know, you when, when you start, you know, beating teams that you you know folks weren't sure you're able to beat, expectations begin to rise, and then and then if you you're able to meet those, you see the expectations, then it becomes a disappointment. Um, so I think when you step back and look at this season, 
uh, 10 and two wasn't bad. I think it was a success. They, they beat Michigan state. That was, again, that was another question mark going into the year. The Penn state game was a question mark. Wisconsin was a question mark. And maybe those teams weren't as good as maybe some of us thought, but Michigan still won the game, you know, and that's, that's the, at the end of the day, that's the goal to win football games. And Michigan won 10 of them this year. Uh, they lost to a playoff team. They lost to a team that was right outside the playoff cusp of the playoffs, the team they struggled with all, you know, the last, you know, decade or two decades. Um, so it's, it was a successful season, um, but you know, like you said, as the season goes on, expectations rise, and I think folks were cautiously optimistic that this team may be able to get over the hump finally and get in the, play, in the Big Ten title game and playoff, and they weren't able to do that. So I think um, the expectations, but they fell just short of, of, of a dream-like scenario. And, you know, they'll try again next year. They've got a lot of guys coming back on both sides of the ball. I think um, there's a lot, of, lot to like about this team going into next year. Um, a lot of loose ends still to tie, to tie up, but I think they'll have an opportunity too to be competitive again in Big Ten East next year. Well, with us this morning or this week on our game day segment has been Aaron McMahon, who does a wonderful job covering Michigan football for M Live. And of course, it's not over yet. We have the bowl game to get ready for, and then in January, of course, we wrap things up uh, for the uh, current season. So, Aaron, uh, thank you as always for your time during the season and the coming weeks. And into the new year, we hope to have you back and uh, wrap this thing up. Always, Mike. Love to do it. Quick Hits is next as we wrap it up for another week here on The Michigan Man on Wolverine Sports Radio, a member of the V-Sporto Network and in partnership with SB Nation's Maze and Brew. On Quick Hits today, Michigan Hoops is off to a 9-0 start, is ranked number 5 in the polls, which we know don't mean a thing in December. We still have a few weeks before our bowl preview shows get underway, so in the meantime, we are going to talk some Michigan Hoops next week. I hope to have beat writer James Hawkins from the Detroit News on next week's show, so make sure you join us. As I mentioned at the top of the show, I'm on vacation this week, so we're going to keep it short. Have a great Wolverine week, everyone. I'm your host, Mike Fitzpatrick. Until next time, take care, and as always, go blue. Thanks for joining us today on The Michigan Man, here on Wolverine Sports Radio, a member of the V-Sporto Network, and in partnership with SB Nation's Maze and Brew. Our listener lines are open 24-7 for your calls at 313-263-4842. That's 313-263-4842. Or email us at the Michigan Man Podcast at yahoo.com. That's the Michigan Man Podcast at yahoo.com. The Michigan Man Podcast is produced at the studios of Robin Lynn Productions, Allen Park, Michigan, and is not affiliated with the University of Michigan. Go Blue!